are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NBA playoffs are here, so don't miss the big storylines on team previews you can find every day on the Locked On NBA podcast. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I am your host, as usual, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. And happy Monday, by the way, beginning of a work week, so hopefully you have a good one. What are we doing today? Well, it's the off season, and uh, there's a lot of questions going on out there. You know, the future of DeMar DeRozan, future of the vets, you know, the future of the team, you know, what do they do with the draft pick, et cetera, et cetera. But what's starting to get more real, if you for lack of a better term, is the future of Popovich. How much longer is he going to be a coach? Was this his swan song? Does he have another year? Where are we going with this? Well, obviously, nobody's going to know because he ain't going to reveal his cards. But uh, a former Spur, a, a Spur who helped the team get title, uh, Robert Ori, uh, he spoke recently about the future, in his opinion, of Popovich and uh, had some interesting things to say. And basically, he thinks that Pop is all but done. Also on the show, we'll be discussing DeJounte Murray. And following the end of the season, he sent a message out to fans saying he's going to be, be be back bigger than ever. But I think we've heard this before. To do that and more, I'm joined by Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Joe, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Happy Monday, by the way. And doesn't it feel a little like lesser load to carry with the season over? You get a little chance to breathe because, my God, it was like every other day with this team. Yeah, man, the, the season's just a grind, you know, now that it's yeah. kind of come to an end. I'm, I'm, I wasn't happy about it, but the consolation prize is I get to spend more time with my family and yep. I get to do some projects around the house that I've been kind of putting off. So right now is my off season. So I got to hit it hard, Jeff. <laughs> Absolutely. You hit that off season hard, but let's go. Ahead. So let's going to dive right into this. Uh, Joe. Uh, Ori was a guest on the Dan Patrick show when he was asked about whether uh, Pop will retire after the se- after the season. Well, pretty much now, anytime soon. And uh, Ori had to say this. I think so. I really think so. With him losing his wife, his victory gone, he figured he'd give it one more chance, and I don't see him having the desire to do it. Uh, Joe, you you hear what Ori has to say. You know, he's been around the Spurs and Popovich. Your thoughts, your reaction to what Ori uh, thinks may happen. I mean, we really don't know what, what Pop is thinking at this point. You know, everybody gives their opinion, which they're entitled to give their opinion, but not their own facts. You know, at the end of the day, you know, the only one that knows what's happening is Coach Pop. But at this point, you know, I think it's the, quite the opposite. You know, with Coach Pop losing the big three, losing his wife, doing something familiar is what kind of keeps him sane. You know, coaching is all he's known. This is familiar to him. The, the Spurs, basketball, this is his thing. So I think by continuing to coach, it keeps him sane, it keeps him moving, keeps him alive, and I think he still has the passion to do it. While the game has changed and things get different, Coach Pop is still out there doing his thing. Only he knows if he truly wants to call it quits or not. I don't really see that happening. I think he he kind of saw what happened this season. He wants to come back probably for one more season. I, I, to me, if I, if I have to speculate, I would think Coach Pop is going to go ahead and come back and just coach one more season. But he won't say when he's done. He'll go like Timmy does, uh, Jeff, and he's just going to call it quits at the end of one season. He's going to just look and say, okay, I'm done. And that's that'll be the end of it, you know. So appreciate what we got right now. 
I, I believe he's going to come back for one more season. Yo, know, we've heard this before, though. Remember, Popovich was going to sail off when Tim Duncan was over. That didn't happen. But then he followed that up with, well, you know, I made a promise to LaMarcus Aldridge that I'll be here for as long as he's a spur. Well, that time is now over and the spur season is done. So it kind of makes you scratch your head. There's also this too, you know, he's been eligible for the Hall of Fame uh, for years now and he's declined repeatedly and he was asked, re- well, not recently, but towards the end of the season, if he'll pick that um, that honor up and he pretty much said, scoffed it and kind of walked out of camera. Joe, there were so many signs of him staying or going or coming and everything and, and that's just Popovich. He's not going to tell you exactly when he is done. And I don't think anybody uh, can tell somebody to hang it up. You know, when you, Joe, when you're ready to retire, you'll retire and nobody's going to force you out. Uh, when you're done, whenever that years from years from now with two shots podcast, it'll be on your own terms. I think that's where we're at right now with Popovich. It's going to be on his terms when he's ready, when he's, uh, you know, ready to sail off. You know, it's not when Ori makes his opinion. It's not when you or me make our opinion on the future of his job. It's when he is ready to go. But you've, we've seen signs now. And I think one of the bigger signs is that at least historically, NBA coaches really don't last past their 70s. I think Jerry Sloan was in his 70s when he called it quits. I think Pop is older than Sloan as far as still still coaching. Uh, Joe, I think that perhaps is your big, biggest sign of things are going to be coming to an end shortly, either it's this offseason or maybe next offseason. Joe, I think that is the biggest indicator, just his age. Um, he's already getting up there. He still has Team USA duties to do in a few more weeks. It's going to feel like um, he's going to be back on that court. Joe, do you, do you think maybe Team USA is his swan song if he is leaning towards retiring? It could be, but we, like I said, we don't really know for sure. I mean, he's still going to be engaged in in coaching, whether it's going to be, okay, I've had enough with the NBA and I'm going to go ahead and retire, but I'm still going to coach Team USA. He's still going to continue coaching because, again, I believe he's going to do this all the way up until until the end. You know, this is going to be Coach Pop. He's going to keep working. He's going to keep grinding. He's going to keep doing what he loves. You know, he loves to coach. So I, I I don't expect him to stop that if he does retire from the NBA just going in coaching team USA is going to be his thing you know so it's going to be fun to see him either way you know hey even if we don't see him on the on the sidelines here at Spurs games we'll still got you know team USA to look forward to yeah well that will be if he is done coaching as Robert Ori believes then that will be his exit and if it is his exit then what a way to go because that's kind of like maybe the last thing he hasn't really done is be a head coach at the Team USA level. He's been an assistant coach, but not not the full head coach. So You this know, I was going to ask you a question, Jeff. Go ahead. Wasn't it Hubie Brown? Uh, he was the head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, and he was already up there in years as well. So I even believe when he came back and he coached the Memphis Grizzlies at the latter part, of his career, you know, when he was up there in age, he I believe won coach of the year honors, or he was in the running for coach of the year or year honors, even at his age. I think he was close to 70 himself when he came back and was coaching the Memphis Grizzlies. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, Hubie Brown was up there too, but it was yeah. short lived though. I don't think he lasted yeah. that long. Yeah. It was in it. Oh, it felt like in and out and he was done, but Joe, like there's no more, there's nothing else for him to prove on the NBA level, let alone the basketball level. Maybe outside of Team USA, you know he's he's considered one of the brilliant minds globally. 
you know, you're the Euro league, you know, they, they look at him like, Hey, you know, like he's the tops, you know, you told Marcina, you know, you know, wanted to train under Popovich before he became a head coach. Uh, I'm sorry, assistant coach with San Antonio. So on the NBA level, there's really not more five-time NBA champion as a coach. He's won the coach of the year, et cetera, et cetera. We know what he's done. Joe, do you think maybe he's just not ready to let go of the team because maybe he doesn't feel like they're in the right position to the point where he says, okay, I got him in a good position moving forward. Now I can leave. I think that might have uh, something to do with it. I mean, take let's take a step back and look at it from Coach Pop's perspective. Coach Pop came in and he instilled what's called the Spurs winning culture, the Spurs culture, which is gone, you know, gone off really well for us. I mean, for the San Antonio Spurs, that is, it's, you know, a 20 year legacy of excellence, you know, going and, you know, vying for, for a chip and, you know, turning this whole thing around and going deeper into the playoffs than ever before winning championships and, and really instilling this culture of when you come to play here, the expectation is you're going to be playing for the San Antonio, San Antonio Spurs, you know, which were known to, to be the epitome of what it, what it means to be an all class, you know, all star uh, NBA franchise, you know, so it's hard to let something like that go. And you want to make sure that that legacy that you instilled here is going to continue. So I can I can understand where he's coming from if he's looking at it from that perspective. Maybe he wants to be uh, the person who actually puts that torch in the hands of the next head coach for the San Antonio Spurs and make sure that they're in a spot where they can go ahead and continue that Spurs legacy that he's left behind. You just don't want to abruptly leave and then have your legacy come to an end. You want to see it continue. So maybe mm-hmm. that's what he's waiting on. You know, plus you what he's only like 26 wins away from the all-time right. record, you know? So yeah. that's another thing too. I mean, 26 wins. I mean, wouldn't it be great if you were a pocket-sized guy that helped you sleep, focus, act, be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only mediation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and mediation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation is, Headspace really can help you feel better, overwhelmed. Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation just for you. Need help falling asleep? Again, Headspace has a wind-down session where members swear by it. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace approach is to mindfulness that can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I use it. It helps me go to sleep really fast. I liked about it. I love just the calming effect that it has on me when I'm struggling to get some Z's. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash lockedonmba. That's headspace.com slash lockedonmba for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash lockedonmba today. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I'm going through boxes after boxes, and you should too. Did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors, including the limited time flavor? Yeah, that comes in once in a while. I got to keep your head up. Uh, flavors such as coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie. The list goes on and on. There's something for everyone. If you don't know what favorite flavor you want to just indulge in, well, good for you. the good news is 
They have a mix box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. You can't go wrong by getting yourself a box of Built Bars. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get yourself 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Maybe he wants to come back and try to break that, you know? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Popovich has never been for individual honors. I don't see it like that. Yeah, you know, he scoffs at the individual accolades. He's always praising his his team, the players, other players, other coaches. If you ask him anything about himself, he'll kind of just he shut you down in a hurry. But you know, maybe that that's it. Maybe he just feels like this team at its current spot in the franchise is just not ready to for him to let go of the reins. Or he also continued that his comments saying that um, Popovich should let somebody else be on that court. I mean, Ori was just very, very direct, saying that, you know, I'll read it for you. He said, get off that court. He's talking to Pop Popovich. Let someone else have that team. But that's the big question is, like, who's going to have that team? Is it going to be Becky? Is it going to be a, a former uh, assistant coach like Ime Yudoka? Or they go the outside of the organization and bring somebody from the college ranks in? We don't know. Um, and, and I think that could also be one of the last things he wants to make sure is who's going to replace him. That could something that he could be thinking about. Like, okay, well, I got Becky, and I know she is great, but let's get some more candidates uh, on, on the table. Joe, uh, you you look at Popovich, and you know he's coach. He's seventy two years old. Are you a little surprised he's still, uh, you know, the head coach? Are you surprised that he hasn't he has not yet announced his retirement? Doesn't surprise me one bit. You know, like I said, when when Coach Bob decides to call it quits, we're probably never going to see it coming. It's just going to happen abruptly, you know, Mm -hmm. so he's going to just keep that to himself, man. I mean, he could coach for, you know, this could be it for him, you know, in the offseason. He's just like, okay, I'm done, you know, or he could come back one more season. And then, you know, at the end of that season, he's done or maybe two seasons from now. Who knows, man? It just either way, man, at the end of the day, I'm just going to enjoy watching me some coach pop on the sidelines because i think he's been uh we've been treated to some of the best memes and some of the best quotes <laughs> that he's dropped in quite some time and right. everybody just loves coach pop man he's a character he's fun you know he likes to have fun with the media so it's gonna be sad when he decides to to call it quits it is you know as, as many point to lo- seeing players retire the big three uh how much that hurts i think Popovich, that one will be right up there. You look, obviously, the players got to get the job done on the court, but as far as being the glue that holds everything together, once he retires, that's really going to hurt um, the franchise. So you, maybe that could just be it that he's going to want to set up the the franchise in a position to be successful when he is done. However, I do disagree with um, Ori when he says that uh, Pop doesn't have the desire uh, anymore. Uh, he went on to say, he goes, I don't see him having that desire to do it. And that's what Ori said. I disagree with him because I think Popovich does have the desire to do it. You look at what he's talking about after games, especially after the loss to Memphis in the playing game, how proud he was of the kids, how uh, he, he enjoyed seeing them fight to the bitter end, you know, coming out of that big deficit after the first period. So he enjoyed watching them grow on and off the court. And I think that could give him a little bit of vigor to continue, Joe. What, are your th- what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you just like I said, man, we we don't know at the end of the day, you know, what he what he's thinking. But, you know, I, I got to say something, Jeff. Go ahead. I, I would want him to come back. 
<laughs> you know, mm-hmm. come back one more season, you know? Right. Uh, treat treat the Spurs fans to, to one more season. See what happens, you know, and, and just leave the game on your own terms, you know, and hopefully one more season will be enough to kind of put things in right where he feels comfortable, uh, you know, so the next person stepping in will be able to to continue the legacy that Coach Pop left behind. And, you know, we just never know what this team will wind up doing. Uh, it's either going to surprise us or it's going to let us down. But either, either way, when Coach Pop decides to leave, he's going to leave on his own terms and he's going to say, well, I've done what I have could. This is going to be left up to the next person in charge now. So good luck to them, you know, whoever that might be. There's going to be some big shoes to fill, really big shoes to fill, whoever it does uh, take over as head coach uh, down the road. Joe's going to shift gears now and talk about DeJounte Murray now. He uh, he thanked fans uh, for the season, uh, for their support, and he even thanked them for being on him to be better. But he he left. He also said something in an Instagram post that got me thinking. And I said, I'm going to ask Joe this. He says, in a nutshell, that he's going to be back better than ever. He's taking his game to the next level. Joe, we saw him take his game to the next level this past season. A triple-double you know, machine. He had like five or six of them. Uh, had one in the final game, albeit it wasn't a loss. Uh, you saw him really take the next step, you know, his scoring, his rebounding. He had career highs across the board in several categories. But, Joe, w- do you agree with Murray that there's still more room for improvement? Possibly, you know, for Murray. But I think the next level for him to actually elevate his game is just going to be that leadership position. Be a leader, man. Don't preach it or speak it. Go out there and take charge of this team. Be that general out there on the floor. You know, I think that's what he's going to have to do. I think I saw a little bit of little bit of him doing that this season, but I want to see him do more. I want to see him be more vocal. I want to see him take that mantle of, you know what, this is my team. You know, because I think he has all the tools right now, and we've already seen that, you know, as far as him being able to really hold down the fort and be the point guard for the San Antonio Spurs, the starting point guard. You know, he has the tools. He He's worked on his game. He's got a good mid-range game, good release, good form. You know, he's able to hit some three-pointers, you know, aggressive going to the rim. He can go out there and, and, and crash the boards with the big guys. You know, he's not mm-hmm. afraid to mix it up, you know. So he's got a little dog in him too, you know. So I like that. You know, I like all those things that DeJounte brings to, to the San Antonio Spurs team. But I just think, you know, to reach that next level, it's going to have to start with him not even working on different aspects of his game, just working on being a better leader. That's all. Well, those statistics I was talking to you about, Joe, he's had a career high in scoring this past season, 15.7. You're looking at assist, another career high, 5.4 a game. This past season, you're looking at minutes played, same thing, 31.9. Two-point field goal percentage, it was his best this year, 48.8%. And that's why I pause because... Uh, I disagree with you, Joe. I, I think he has taken an, another, another step in his vocal leadership. I talked to DeMar DeRozan about that. There's a veteran saying that, yeah, you know, Murray is being talkative in a good way, that he's pulling guys aside. He's pulling vets aside. So DeMar has backed that up. I spoke to Patty Mills about that. Patty Mills said, yeah, you know, you're seeing that evolution. And I agree with you. It has to continue. Yeah. So we already see him take that next level this past year. But... If there's one area that's really going to develop his game, it's his three-point shooting. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates. 
You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy. One, two, and three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. You get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. And you only pay for the candidates that meet those must-have qualifications. You get a schedule, complete video interviews, all on your Indeed dashboard. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, it was uh, the second worst of his uh, career, albeit four seasons, minus one because of the uh, the lost season with the injury. Uh, this was almost his worst, 31% uh, shooting from the three line. Um, his all-time worst was in the 2017-18 season when he shot 26%. Uh, there's really, it's really been kind of up and down in that department. 39% uh, in 16-17. You're looking at 36% in the 19-20 season. This season, as I just mentioned, 31. I, that has to be his next level because elite guards are going to knock down threes, and that's what the NBA is about threes you see it look at steph curry look at damian lillard um look at look at james harden you know those guards are up there and one thing they can do is knock down threes murray can't joe uh, he admitted himself saying that that's one thing he's gonna hyper focus on if anything i want to see him improve on is that range joe he desperately needs it and he's that range but the reason that his three-point sh shooting percentage is down is that the San Antonio Spurs go to a lot of ISO situations. You know, they're going with DeMar, they're going ahead and going for that ISO ball. And we've seen that that's not really conducive to what is, I guess, the Spurs winning culture. You know, you usually see the ball moving around, great ball movement, the beautiful game, you know, mm -hmm. that we were used to seeing years back, you know, in 2014. No, it's a different time, different, different players are, are in with the team right now. But you got to return to that. You know, you got to get that ball movement down. And, and I think that's no fault of DeMar. I mean, DeJounte, should I say, but he just they just need to utilize him in better situations. I mean, when he's shooting threes, are they uncontested threes or he's shooting a three with somebody, you know, coming up at him right in his face? You know, if they're not really setting pick and rolls, you know, for him, they're not setting screens for him. It's kind of hard to get quality shots, you know, so I, I think that has more to do with how the Spurs offenses run. And DeJounte's just going to have to maybe look for that quicker release, you know, and like you mm -hmm. said, kind of work on that in the offseason because you got to get what you get, you know, and sometimes this is what this is what the game is giving you. And unfortunately, this is where we're at right now with this San Antonio Spurs team. They're running these these, these ISO patterns a lot, this ISO ball movement, you know, ball movement, which I should say is kind of non-existent at times when the ball mm -hmm. sticks, bad things happen. They'll just throw the ball to DeJounte and be like, make it make magic happen. You know, and that's not always going to be uh, something that he can do every night because of matchups and, and whatnot. You know, you got double teams coming at you because he's, you know, a better player, more prolific player. I mean, he's just going to have to figure some things out, you know, and 
I'm sure he'll he'll figure it out and turn it around. I'm not dogging DeJounte by any means. I think DeJounte's done a great job of improving his game. I look forward to seeing his growth and what he can do and, you know, going into next season. Another area I like to see him improve on is free throw shooting. Uh, look, he's not a terrible free throw shooter, but it could be a lot better. Joe, this was uh, his second worst shooting from the free throw line. Um, he shot 79%. Uh, from the charity stripe his best was in the 2019-20 season when he shot nearly 80 percent 79 percent to be exact joe again a, a good number it's not terrible but in these i you know i'm being greedy here i want to see it take a big leap you know because those are just just gimme points you know those are just a, hey you know get get the scoreboard up i mean look if if some of the Spurs just hit free throws in that game versus memphis maybe it would be overtime at worst case scenario uh, I like to see it up in the mid '80s, Joe. What are your thoughts? Oh uh, yeah, that would be great. You know, if that that could happen, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, we'll we're just gonna have to see. I mean, there's there's certain aspects of his game that he you know he's gonna work on. I'm sure he's gonna get a little bit more consistent. You know, so like I said, it's he he knows it's a work in progress, and he knows he's made great strides uh, this last season as far as what he's been able to do and what he's been able to accomplish. And I'm sure, you know, in the, in the little areas that he knows he needs work on, he's going to probably work on those things. And, be, you know, I, I hope he's going to come back, you know, mm-hmm. bigger and better than ever uh, next season, because we're going to need somebody out there to kind of, you know, take up that mantle and be that that leader, that very vocal and, and apparent leader of this mm-hmm. team. You know, where they come out and say, this is my team. You know, I want to hear him say that on a consistent basis. You know, this is my team. That's what I want to hear out of DeJounte. Yeah, he he. When it comes just just to go back to the free throw shooting, uh, you're looking at uh, cleaning the glass, uh, Joe. He, he ranked in the 29th percentile. That's low. Uh, at yeah. his position, the the guard, the point guard spot, again at the 78.9 percent. You know, I'm just looking for the little things that we can improve on now for Dejounte moving forward. One thing is free throw shooting, and one thing is definitely three point shooting. Heading into his second season, but you like. You like to hear those words out of him, Joe, but you know, let's be honest. You know, he he usually says a lot of this kind of stuff during the offseason, doesn't he? He does, but you know, hey, maybe he's gonna come back and like you know, like he's he even said and I think of the quote that we were looking at in the article that you had um, shown me mm-hmm. that he had sent something in there to the something to the effect that you know all these losses are going to be, you know, showing them something, you know, you, you learn from, from these losses, you know, they're, they're teachers, you know, it's like a powerful teacher. You're going to learn from this. And mm-hmm. hopefully that, that translates into him learning something different, learning how to, you know, more effectively be able to run this team. And not only that, but work on little things in, inside his game, you know, like you said, free throw shooting, you know, for his career, he, he's somewhere in the neighborhood of 75.8% for the season, the 2020, 21 season, he was in somewhere in the neighborhood of 79.1% from the stripe. Not bad, but he could improve. Yeah, you want to make sure that if you get fouled, you're going to be money from the stripe because that's going to help your team, especially, you know, when the games get close and, you know, there's like a seconds left and you need to knock down these critical free throws to either get the win or tie the game, you know? So mm-hmm. I think he knows how important that is. But let's let's be honest, at least it's not worse. You know, he's he's really great, I think, from the free throw line right now. He can get better, yes, but it's not like it's 50%, you know, or 60% where you know they're going to foul you on purpose to send you to the stripe and they're going to be like, we're going to make you beat us. If they foul him, 
they pretty much know that, hey, we, he's the wrong person that we want to put on the stripe because more than likely he's going to knock down those free throws, you know? But if he can yeah, Joe, up the pro, up the, the percentage, it's going to help the team. Yeah, Joe, I'm, I'm glad you did bring up the leadership, though, because let's just pretend for now. Let's project that um, the Spurs are going to do it with all the veterans and then really go forward with this young group and maybe keep one or two veterans, but not really give them a lot of run, you know? My point is, is that I need him to be the alpha. He needs to rise up to be the alpha. You, you, well, your thoughts, Joe? Oh no, most most definitely, and I think yeah. he is. You know, I think he's he is that alpha out there on the court. I, I, I really believe that he wants that. You know, he wants. You know what? Bring it. I want that. You know, I'm going to show all these guys what I can do. You know, like I'm going to carry this team. I think he is that guy, and I just want to see it translate. Hopefully, we get to see that translate into next season, and. He really takes that full leadership role. And, you know, along with the leadership, you also have to own your losses and own your own mistakes. And, and that's the one thing that I do like about DeJounte is he keeps it real, you know. So I, I like this kid, man. I, I think he's great. He's a great player. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Joe, before I let you go, because uh, we'll, we'll definitely be getting into a more in-depth um, podcast, if you will, for DeJounte Murray as, as the offseason uh, goes on. But this is just something that – it's been on Spurs fans' minds because of what Murray had to say. And by the way, kudos to him for thanking fan base for supporting him. I like when he did say, you know, like for pushing him as well to be a better guard. I think that's great. And I think the Spurs fan base, uh, they're, they're slowly seeing him as that next as far as the leader of the group moving forward. But I cannot let you go, Joe, because it's been a while since you've been on uh, Lockdown Spurs. Your thoughts on how the season ended, man. Um, you know, they, they gave a valiant fight towards the end, you know, they won every quarter, second through fourth, but it just wasn't enough to, um, get, uh, for them to not get eliminated, Joe. It shouldn't be a surprise. You know, we talked about this even before the season started and I told Spurs fans, this exact same thing was going to happen. You know, we were more than likely going to miss the playoffs again, because if you have the same roster, expect the same results, you know, we're running out out you know we're running we're putting Yaka Portal out there and now in a starting position now that we've uh, we lost LaMarcus Aldridge we know that he he went with the Nets and then retired i mean Yaka Portal still has a lot to be desired while he's going to go ahead and give you you know some decent rebounds and he's also going to block shots for you he's not hitting those mid-range jumpers like a stereotypical uh center does you know so you have that uh to contend with you know and then you have the ISO ball, which really is not conducive to the Spurs winning, moving forward. Everybody's standing around. The ball's not really moving. That's not when they're at their best, you know? And you looking at you look at the young core that we have currently, and, and they're still not there yet. They still need some time. They need some seasoning. The only way they're going to get that is with more minutes. And currently, as this the Spurs, the currently as 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 the Spurs are constructed right now, Jeff, let's be honest, man, they're just not contenders right now. And I think the Spurs are going to actually have to make some dramatic moves in order to mm-hmm. get them back to contention, either through trade, through, you know, maybe trading players to get some top picks, doing something, whatever they're going to do. They need to get creative because the other teams in front of them are getting better and better and better. The thing that hasn't changed is the Spurs for the last two seasons haven't gotten really that much better. They're kind of still the same. So something needs to change if we want to get back to our winning ways and getting back to the playoffs again. 
Absolutely. All right, Joe. That's going to put a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Tell everybody how they can uh, follow you on social media. What do you got cooking at Two Shots? Yeah, we're going to be uh, wrapping up the season, you know, and, and doing our our last uh, podcast for season three of Two Shots here within the week. And they can follow me on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast, all spelled out, T-W-O, TwoShotsPodcast.com. And uh, if you need all the sports news under 20 minutes, then you need to check out the Locked On Today podcast. It updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffGSpursZone. And yeah, just because the season is over does not mean there'll be content for you to enjoy right here on Locked On Spurs. We'll try our best to keep it going. Now, eventually it will come down to maybe two or three shows a week, but that's down the road as it's still... You know, early in the offseason stage, and eventually it will get quiet, Joe. You know what is going to happen. It's going to be that one month where it's just dead. So, wow. But until then, uh, stay tuned right here on Locked On Spurs. Subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcast, the Odyssey app, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. It's, It's always there for you to enjoy. So, for Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.